0: All right, this week on Just Between Us Girls, we talk about the big trade that happened, Luca's awards as of right now, and around the league. Let's do it. All right, Kat, it's been a minute since we've been on the pod. It has. And been a busy it's
1: been a busy couple weeks yeah just the last few weeks it's a lot's happened started the last week of january yep yep yep. right before the trade deadline just you know all of a sudden a four four and three guy trade and then we get the unicorn yeah so
0: right before january ended we go to new york Mm -hmm. you go to new york i wasn't on that trip and literally, like immediately after the New York trip, we go to Detroit, mm-hmm. and that's when the trade happened. There was rumors, everything like
1: that. there was whole so Dennis crazy situation. Because we usually get to the arena around one. We got there six hours before tip off, and so you know we build the show and build the graphics and are open and mm-hmm. whatever. So we're getting ready to go to lunch. It's like probably like four o'clock, and mm-hmm. I share my producer be like, "Wait, what? What's happening?" And he had just found out because this trade happened. So fast. like I feel like nobody had any idea.
0: Yeah, like I would say that morning, literally the morning of the Detroit game, we saw like news headlines, Porzingis wants out, Porzingis wants to be traded, all this stuff like that, which of course is kind of nothing new because of all the KD stuff going on. Everybody, AD, KD, everybody kind of wants their own say in where they go. So it's just like, okay, it's just another case of that. And then all of a sudden, we're involved in this trade Mm -hmm. and we lose Dennis, we lose DeAndre, we lose Wesley in return to get Courtney Lee, Trey Burke, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Chris Depps, Porzingis, That's and it right. happened so fast. Second night of a back-to-back, I have no idea who's going to hit the court. Obviously, the three of them do not play because they are officially, you know, kind of getting traded, stuff like that. So it's not like they're going to suit up, especially with that being such a strong possibility. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was crazy for us at home base because we, like— had to create graphics. I mean, we kind of knew Dennis was going to do the dunk contest. So we were cre- like kind of creating stuff for that. And it now it shifts
1: just... everything that you were working oh, on.
0: Absolutely shifts everything. We have to get welcome graphics. We have to get all the things done and like also be on top of it. Make sure, you know, if there was a huge billboard of DeAndre or a huge, you know, out of home kind of digital stuff going on down the highway, we had to make sure to change all that out and make sure it was ready because it only takes one person to post it on social media to say oh look here's deandre or dennis still on a banner somewhere and so we had to like have this emergency like meeting the next day and we're like all right what do we need to change
1: what do we need to do it was mad chaos that's super crazy yeah and then we had the whole harrison barnes getting traded Yeah. that one was crazy too because it kind of happened
0: that happened immediately after we had The welcome press conference with the four guys. Like Harrison was there at the press conference, which he's such a great guy. He's such a great player. And that kind of sucks how that whole thing went down, him finding out during the game, but still deciding to stay on the court and support his teammates. Mm -hmm. And then everybody, I felt like everybody in the arena already knew because that happened at our home game. What game was that? Who are we playing?
1: Not Sacramento. Because he went to Sacramento. Yeah, he went to Sacramento.
0: Yeah, I can't remember off the top of my head. But that's how much this past few weeks have have been a blur. But, yeah, I mean, Harrison ends up getting traded and we get Justin Jackson. And, yeah, we, you know, had that It's a new
1: look for the team, for sure.
0: If you would have told me, like three weeks ago that we were going to make all these moves during trade deadline, I would have been like, no way. And not only
1: were the Mavs moves during the trade deadline crazy, but, I mean, just, like, all around the league, it was...
0: I have no idea where anybody is anymore.
1: It's crazy. It's been
0: one of the craziest trade deadlines I can remember so far, working in the NBA,
1: one of my favorite ones was Tobias and Bobon oh, going I know. The to the chicken noodle Philly. soup. Yeah, yeah,
0: they posted on social media doing the chicken noodle soup dance. I I'm don't know so where glad they're they
1: still together. <laughs>
0: I know it's so cute, they have such a cute little like friendship. Yeah, friendship I love and it. Series, they're so. so cute. I'm glad that they stuck together and they can. Make it work in Philly. I mean, yeah. Philly's
1: really, really good. So, and then Marcus Gasol going to mm-hmm. Toronto.
0: That was crazy. Yeah. And did you see? I don't know if you saw it on social media, but his first like game with the Raptors. They do this weird thing during their
1: starting where lineups. they get on the ground yeah. and do sit ups or yeah, something. they do sit
0: ups, they do push ups, they do all the stuff, and he's kind of standing there by the cameras like, uh what's going on? Like not used to the pregame rituals, but it was so cute because you could just tell it was wholesome, and that's something too I noticed baseline is that you know all the guys have all their rituals and I can see like Trey Burke and like Tim Hardaway Jr. just like looking at Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba and what they like, usually what are do. they doing? Yeah, and they're like, what's going on? Or right whenever the guys kind of dish out the balls, Devin Harris is half court trying to make half court shots. So mm-hmm. they're kind of like, wait, where are the balls coming from? And it's like, Devin's back there. And Dwight Powell kind of clears the lane and makes sure that nobody like, gets hit or whatever. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of fun seeing their faces kind of like, okay, what are the rituals that we have to get used to now and stuff like that. But it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's been really, really hectic, but yeah, totally. NBA, I mean, baby. I think the
1: return of the guys is going to be really good. You know, like Tim Hardaway, he's scored in three games. I think he's averaging like 16 points or maybe a little less 15. Cause it was 12, 12 and 18. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's producing, really, really well, Trey Burke is really effective. If you look at his numbers per 36, they're actually really good, like effective numbers. They're all career highs for him as well. So, you know, he doesn't play a full 36 minutes every game. So this basically breaks it down to if he he did play 36 minutes, here's where his numbers would be based on what he does on the court now. And that's something that you look at for bench guys because a lot of them, it just shows effectiveness or, you know, what they bring to the court whenever they do get to play
0: yeah and I mean time will tell the the more that they're going to get on the court together the more they're going to gel the more you know we're just hopefully going to make that run at playoffs and see where that see where that goes
1: yeah and I think really Maxie's going to find his value here and Dwight's going to see a bigger role off the bench and I think they've stepped it up Maxi's defense is really good, and that's something that we were gonna miss with um with Wesley because Wesley was a very defensive player. Yep. So I think now seeing the guys kind of step it up on defense has been a really good thing.
0: Yeah, especially Dorian. I think Dorian Finney-Smith. Oh yeah, has for been, like, sure. How did I even forget defender. about him? No, absolutely. sorry, Dodo. <laughs> sorry, Dodo. But like just seeing him get really, really hyped up, like whenever he has a huge dunk or like makes a really, really big defensive play, it's just a lot of fun. I feel like he's kind of really blossoming not that he wasn't before but I'm just like really seeing it now that you yeah know, we've got all these new guys they're getting used to everything so it's like they've got to step up and really mm-hmm. like produce off the bench or starting or however coach Carlo wants that flexibility is what he says he wants a starting lineup flexibility so that's kind of
1: in that's our an advantage. interesting way of yeah. doing it because usually you're used to the coaches that have just like one set lineup and that's what you roll with but I guess here it gives you the flexibility to be able to like match up better yep. so like if you need to go big or if you want to play small it gives you more of the options to be able to do that and
0: that's something I actually noticed with the Houston game like mm-hmm. literally Dorian was in the exact same minutes that James Harden was in so it was just kind of like very interesting that you mentioned the matchup thing because I felt like that's exactly what Carlisle was doing yeah and Houston. it worked
1: because um I mean he started off shooting really James Harden did his shooting was so bad I think at one point he was one for eight so I mean the d- defense was working. He yeah. turned it on in in the fourth quarter, and I mean, yep. To I don't think he things. was going to let that thirty point streak die. Not so. at
0: all. Which kind of brings me to our next point. Around the league, mm-hmm. there's a lot that's been going on, and we're right at the cusp of All Star break. So I know
1: people like to think that this is the halfway part, but it's like we've already passed the halfway yeah, part. Like we're yeah. well into the second half of the season. So. I mean, some big takeaways, I would say, we were talking about was, Mm -hmm. um, like, Paul George is having an MVP caliber season. Oh, yeah. He's amazing.
0: Teamed up with Russell Westbrook, like, they are unstoppable. And it's so
1: funny because, like, Russell Westbrook scored 10 triple doubles in a row. Or, yeah, 10 triple in a row. And it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like, we all know it's great, but he does it all the time. So it's not really, like super big news i don't know right. i don't know how to explain it because it's like i'm not trying to downplay a yeah. triple double because it's like so rare oh yeah but it's so common for him oh yeah that it's not like huge news
0: right it's like oh he just got another triple double duh like,
1: like how does that work yeah you're exactly. that good
0: that triple doubles are uh, just natural
1: but like, paul george is killing it like yeah. what
0: yeah it's so 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 crazy it's crazy it's so crazy they are third in the west right now so kind of the western conference standings as of right now warriors in the first nuggets in second thunder trailblazers which we just beat the trailblazers and they just lost to the thunder Mm -hmm. to the paul george russell westbrook duo then it goes rockets jazz spurs kings that's the top eight. Yeah. And then 9-10-11 is Clippers, Lakers, Mavs.
1: So what are the games behind for
0: 9-10-11? Games back for 9-10-11. Clippers is 10 and a half games. So they're tied for eighth with, with the Kings. Okay. So Clippers are ten and a half. and um, Lakers are 13 and we're 14 and a half tied right with there. the Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, we're all right there. It's all right there. And you know what? The Western Conference was like this last year. The Mavs weren't in this section of the standings last year Mm -hmm. where any win or loss can really affect where Mm -hmm. you are but um it's really interesting to see that the western conference is such a competitive oh yeah conference versus the east the east has kind of always been just set and it's yeah it's like you know who's gonna make it but the west you never know i remember last year it was like down to Pretty much the last game. Yeah. And you didn't know who was going to make the playoffs, and that's crazy.
0: You didn't know how to prepare. Everybody had to prepare as if they were going to make it, but Mm -hmm. it's just like you don't know until that last game. And I can say for the East right now, the top five teams are kind of solid. It goes Bucks, Raptors, Pacers, Celtics, 76ers. And then for the sixth seed right now is the Nets, and they're 14 games back. And then the Hornets are in seventh, and they're 15 games back. And then Pistons are in eighth, and they're they're 15 and a half games back. But the 76ers who are in fifth are six and a half games back. So there's a really big gap between fifth and sixth Mm -hmm. right now. So it's just so different because for us in the West, it's just like, all right, we're all within three or four games of each other. All of us, like 3 through Eleven. 14. Which would be
1: crazy if they ever got rid of conferences and just went, Yeah, all you know, all thirty teams just go for it and we'll take the top sixteen. Yeah, that'd be
0: such an interesting concept, which I should have freaking totally asked. Adam Silver was in the office uh-huh. just not too long ago for the Portland game. And it was crazy because he kind of made this great talk, made this whole spiel to our front office. He kind of made his rounds around Dallas. To- Adam Silver and a lot of the other NBA execs will He's go the around, best. Yeah, they'll go around to different teams and do this. This isn't like he made a special trip or anything like that. Like he this was his time to come visit Dallas. So he was talking to us in the office and, you know, Cynthia Marshall, our CEO and everybody all the upper management encouraged us like if you had questions, ask. And that is definitely something I should have asked if like the NBA could ever see a day where they stray away from conferences mm-hmm. in the playoffs because I think that's super super relevant. But one of the questions that was asked, Machine asked Adam Silver in front of the whole office, like, what kind of content do you enjoy? Oh, and that's a good one. Yeah, so Adam Silver basically kind of alluded to, he really likes humanizing pieces, like, letting people know who the player mm-hmm. is outside of the court, like, you know, who are they in the community? Because so do many they, times like, do you make? don't really
1: get that access to the players, like, yeah. you don't really know, like, what they're like Yeah. off the court, and mm-hmm. you lose that, you just see him like... You know, as someone who goes out there and plays this game, but there's so much more to them, you know?
0: Absolutely. And I mean, with the rise of social media, like somebody like Luca who goes online and puts that he's playing Fortnite or puts pictures of his dogs, like dog, he only has one, Hugo Schmecker. And I think that just kind of adds that humanizing piece. And I think that's something that the players can feel responsible for and like the things for us in the organization, we can like create those stories. We have to get to know those players yes, we get that access and we can kind of, like, tell that story to the fan. So it was kind of cool hearing the NBA commish saying, like, this is the kind of stuff I like. But – and it just kind of comes in a full circle. Like, obviously, we want to impress the NBA commissioner, but this is also, like, down to the core. He is a basketball fan, and that's what he likes seeing and enjoys. Yeah. Watching online.
1: Yeah. I think it's super cool that he um, gave Dirk and Dwayne Dwayne Wade Wade, the nod and let them be part of, like, the honor. Yeah.
0: Gonna be a very busy All Star break. I know you're going. Yes, so I will leave Thursday. Today is Turn Up Tuesday. This will probably be posted on Wednesday, but I leave Thursday and literally right away. Luca's got stuff going on. Dirk gets there. Friday is the uh, Mountain Dew Rising Stars Mm -hmm. game, which is coached by Dirk. He is the coach, quote unquote, coach of the world team. Luca's playing on the world team, and then. Saturday, we have the Skills Challenge in the three-point contest, which that's going to be Luca in the Skills Challenge and then Dirk in the three-point contest.
1: I can't wait to see that.
0: I can't too. I like, I'm so excited. And they're like back-to-back. So that's going to be something that, you know, as we're watching, it's like, okay, we go straight from Skills Challenge to Dirk in the three-point contest. And then on Sunday, we have Dirk playing in the honorary mm-hmm. title of Team Giannis. And then Dwayne Wade is on LeBron's team. So that'll be fun to just see. So what kind of content are you planning on getting? Definitely behind the scenes stuff. I mean, just anything and everything. Trying to get that first, hopefully before the NBA. Like, we'll get it out there. I mean, of course, it's always good to have the NBA supporting everything. But it's just going to kind of be this interesting time where it's like Dirk is obviously being honored for all his efforts as an NBA all-star. So it's kind of like seeing one era switch over to a new
1: era like and then this mm-hmm. is lucas first all-star game i would just or have as many game, conversations game. with like yeah. i would totally just ask people like tell me what you think of dirk absolutely you know.
0: yeah that's definitely in the plan there's gonna be so many legends so many all-stars i mean there's so many different times like they'll be passing through in scrums or like maybe we'll see charles barkley in a hotel lobby and just kind of whip out our phone and be like hey do you have two minutes to just kind of talk about Dirk and just kind of see Mm -hmm. what all we can compile and use and then same with Luca I would say like what do you think about Luca and his rise and everything like that so just kind of the whole atmospheric thing behind the scenes what's it look like you know
1: that's gonna be so much fun yeah it'll be a lot a lot of fun
0: it's gonna be a lot of work but it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: yeah, and, and you're going good. out there with a solid crew.
0: Yeah, so machines going, we got a videographer going and even some Fox Sports Southwest yep. people are going, so it'll be a lot of opportunity to get some great content. Yeah, so you'll have to like tuned. cover all the ground and yeah and that's the thing too like everything is not really walkable so we have to like uber a lot of places oh really so, yeah it'll be like we got a lot for time like alright find the uber get in the uber get to where we're going find the door like where do we gotta go like all this yeah. stuff you have to take into consideration like you can't just leave right on time you have to like kind of leave giving yourself a few
1: minutes always got a plan yeah absolutely <laughs>
0: So, kind of rolling into Luca. Uh-huh. Luca, obviously killing it. He is the only teenager with three triple doubles yep. in NBA
1: history. Only four have ever been recorded, and he owns three of them.
0: That is so crazy.
1: The other one's Markel Fultz.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because LeBron didn't get a triple double till he was 20. 20.
0: Yeah, and Luca's birthday is still towards the end of the month, so who's to say he maybe get one, gets he one could, he tomorrow? He could get four.
1: Yeah, yeah, or before the He had a double-double yeah. last night. Was mm-hmm. it last night? Yeah. yeah, last night against Houston. Yeah, he had a double-double last night. And yeah. I was very close to the triple-double. I think he was only one assist away, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Of course.
0: He's gotten that close so many times. I feel like even before he got his first triple-double, we were like, he's only one assist away. He only run mm-hmm. two rebounds away from a triple-double. And then like we either were losing by a lot or winning by a lot, so Coach didn't put him back in. We were like, yeah. dang it.
1: What the heck, coach? Yeah. Which is like always a question, like do you let them get in get in there and get that milestone if you're you know, if you're losing so bad or winning so bad? Like right. that's always such an interesting question because I feel like some of the players probably want to go out there and achieve it, but is it worth putting yourself at risk at risk? Yeah. Like I I've I always thought that's a very interesting yeah. Dynamic there.
0: And I feel like in the post game media scrums that I've been part of I think one was when we were winning really really well and Dirk did not put Luca back in so we were like well did you want to get that milestone and he was like I'm just happy we got the win so of course yeah. always they're gonna kind of just defer to that you know yeah it's not about me it's about the team totally like, I'm happy we got the win or I wish we could have got the win even if mm-hmm. I did get the milestones like it's always gonna kind of be followed up by that which I think is always good and it's really true to their character but you know
1: could have made history but, yeah, but he did make history it. yeah he, he did and he's continuing to if he keeps the averages he has right now which i believe are 20.7 rebounds five assists mm-hmm. um he'll be the only rookie to ever average those numbers through a whole season besides oscar robertson so he'll be the second what? guy to ever do it big and o. then if it drops down to six rebounds and five assists then michael jordan's the only name that you add to that list He's so,
0: joining some rare air.
1: Definitely. I yeah. mean, he's already having a, a great season. I don't really see him hitting a wall not like at people all. thought that he would yeah. at the beginning of the season. I feel like he should probably take a couple of days off after all-star break yep. and, you know, Chill. mentally recharge. Mm-hmm. But... And push for
0: this last yeah. part of the season. I mean, he got Rookie of the Month again in January. He's literally won Rookie of the Month every single mm-hmm. month of the season. So, I mean, props to him for keeping up what he's doing and the production that he's doing it at. And like you said, I don't think he's going to hit a wall anytime soon.
1: I don't. I mean, I, yeah. I personally don't. He may, but I, I don't see it happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, Luca magic baby.
1: It's I mean, a real thing. It really and is. I can't wait until, you know, you guys see more – uh, time played between the new guys because they basically overhauled their starting lineup. Mm-hmm. Like four mm-hmm. of the five guys are gone. All gone. <laughs> gone. Yeah. So, I mean, and then a huge piece off the bench is gone and JJ. Yep. And so, you know, it's like finding the new normal. And what what does that entail? Yeah. Because we are missing like a lot in, in the paint. Yeah. Right now. Like mm-hmm. we gave up 80 paint points. Yep. Um to the versus, Rockets. Mil- no, oh, versus no. Milwaukee, Milwaukee yeah, and I mean that was so bad, and Carlisle had something to say about it, so mm-hmm. you know and it's just finding the new normal the new way to win,
0: yeah, and just kind of making that push towards the last part of the season, and
1: I free mean, agency should be fun,
0: yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, like with Chris Stapps he is a restricted free agent, so once you know as we traded for him, pretty sure that if any team will offer him anything, we could at least match it and then it gets messy and all that stuff like that. It depends
1: because he he has the option for the qualifying offer, but that's getting into a whole bunch of stuff that I can't really explain very well. Yeah,
0: same. All I know is that at his introductory press conference, he said that him and Mark are on the same page. So he wants to be in Dallas. Mm -hmm. He's definitely come out to the media and said, like, he looks forward to playing with Luca, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So it's kind of all alluding to – Yes, he wants to be in Dallas next season again. Mm-hmm. Like, time will tell whatever happens to free agency, what moves will be made, and how that kind of sets everything in motion. But I mean, Luca and Chris Dapps on the same team. I mean, I think a lot of MAPS fans are getting really, really excited for totally. it. And who who can't I mean he's so so young still Chris Dapps is still like 23 years old 24 mm-hmm. years old Luca so will much only tell like yeah he'll only turn 20 at the end of this month so that's already a young core I mean Chris Dapps has already reposted like this funny cartoon where like Dirk is like old and on this crutches and like he's passing off the ball to like Aww. Chris Dapps and Luca and he's like make sure you take care of the euros while I'm gone <laughs> and they're like, it's so cute. I was like, oh my god, Chris has really reposted that. And even today, he posted on a story driving by our office. Like, it has big, like, bold letters on the top of our building. It says Dallas Mavericks. And he put it on his story, and I'm like, dude, you're in traffic right now, but oh my gosh, how cute hilarious. that you're, like, posting that you're, like, Dallas Mavericks, and then, like, turned it around to selfie mode, and like, had this hat on. I was like, oh my god,
1: <laughs> oh, what's I love going it. on?
0: But yeah, I mean, it's exciting, and Hopefully we'll see that next season. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. I know. I can't wait. But until then, Luca's gonna keep killing it. We're gonna go to the All Star break, and everybody's gonna get some much needed rest. I know you are for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I can't wait exciting. to hear about all your All Star. I know. Adventures. Next pod. All Star <laughs> adventures. On to the last little third of the season. Yeah, it's happening. Let's do
1: it. <laughs>